0: From the Monsters Inc. laugh floor, it's the Mickey Dudes Podcast. Here's your master of ceremonies, Wazowski.
1: Hello, humans!
2: Hello, humans, and welcome to another episode of the Mickey Dudes Podcast. I'm your host, Dave Koch kind of a busy week for the Mickey Dudes. A lot of us couldn't get online to uh, make a show happen, but as they say, the show must go on, so I am joined by our awesome international Mickey Dude rotating commentator from Glasgow, Scotland. I'm joined tonight by Stephen Maxwell.
0: I'm surrounded by one idiot tonight.
2: Yes, yes you are. (laughs) <laughs> uh, uh, no
0: it's really good i mean I, I i know obviously it's everybody's commitments and stuff like that but it's quite good because it gives me a bit of a i said i go at my recent trip report you yes. know that i've been there for the, the last fortnight so it, it does give me a bit of a, a time on my own just to get through everything that, that and i, I can did.
2: actually record a little bit earlier with you because it's 6 p.m by me when i normally record at eight but that means it's usually, you're, usually, you're usually waking up to record with us at 1 a.m. You actually can uh, go to bed Stay early tonight because <laughs> you're, uh, record, you're recording right now at 11.15 p.m. your time. Yeah. So that's a, that's a novelty. Normal,
0: t- normal time for sleeping tonight.
2: <laughs> exactly. So uh, as you said, you did have a uh, trip that was um, over two weeks. Uh, you did get to, uh, at that time, you did uh, intersect with our uh, guys trip which we planned and we planned in the interim to be able to come and see you while you were in yep. the states so that uh, we did cover that one last week i don't know if you had a chance to listen to it i apologize yeah, when i was listening to people and i forgot you, you at that point i'm like it was because of Stephen that we planned this trip. How did I forget Stephen? So
0: I did have a laugh at that, I must admit. said, says, oh, hi, been down there. It says oh, I don't know why we went down. I said, oh, of course we went down, <laughs> says, oh, down to see Stephen. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, we did say, just, I, you,
2: next time you come down, we'll try to get as many of us down as possible. So oh, I made that promise to you. So uh, I definitely oh, yeah, had I to just, make through with that.
0: I just want to say, obviously, everybody that we met was great, and obviously, what your comments were last week, obviously, you know, it it was great meeting y'all, and I do appreciate, obviously, you know, your appreciation for me getting up at one o'clock in the morning and recording this. Uh, But it is a passion, you know, and I I wouldn't do it if I didn't if I didn't want to do it and I didn't think it was great. Uh, So it's not a great big deal for me to get up at one o'clock in the morning, but I do appreciate everybody thinking that that's really really good. I can do that, obviously, for the show.
2: Well, again, you're a Mickey dude through and through, my friend. So before we get into your trip report, though, let's have a word from our sponsors.
1: Who has the largest selections of DVC resale listings and is the number one DVC reseller in the world? Who has 90% of their listings sell within 30 days with no upfront fees? Who has 95 years of combined Disney Vacation Club experience and has been selling DVC since 1993? Who has over $360 million in sales of DVC? The answer, my friends, is the same for every single question. It's DVC Resale Market. If you're in the market for buying Disney Vacation Club or have any questions about DVC, then look no further than DVC Resale Market. Nick, Kevin, and the whole team will do their very best to get you exactly what you need and answer any questions that you might have. Take a look at their website for some great information, their latest listings, or just some FAQs. We would like to thank DVC Resale Market for being part of our team, and now it's your turn. Let them be part of your team when buying DVC. Check them out at DVCResaleMarket.com. Whether it's the first sip of French roast at your Disney Resort or the grand finale of a signature dining experience at a restaurant like Le Cellier, Chico, or the California Grill, Joffrey's coffees make Disney memories more magical. Why not savor that Disney vacation just a little bit longer while enjoying a cup of Joffrey's in the comfort of your own home? Visit Joffrey's, the official coffee and tea company of Disney, online today at joffrey's.com joffrey's coffee and tea a flavor for every disney memory
2: Steven I lied I said we would get into your trip after we had a word from our sponsors but before that I do want to talk about two interesting uh, tidbits of Disney news that came out in the last uh, two days that uh, really kind of have me excited and the first thing is uh, you can do an upgrade to a character ma- magic band when you are um, have a uh, reservation you're going to pay a little bit of money but you you get a nice discount some of the really popular magic bands that I've seen in the store now which kind of go for about, kind of went from like $24 to $30 are now eligible for a discount and upgrade fee of $10. And you have um, the one that I'm really excited about is the Spaceship Earth yeah. magic band. It's a silver magic band with the squ- with the not the squares, the triangles of Spaceship Earth on it. A friend of mine got that one.
0: That's the one I would have went for as well. Uh, I mean, there was maybe about 20 different designs that you could get, but the one that did stand out was the Spaceship Earth one.
2: Yeah. And especially with um, I think it's an Illuminations one too. I think it might play like uh, part of the the soundtrack when you uh, click in
0: well i'd heard that as well that uh, a couple of, i don't know if it's the annual passes or you know special magic bands do play a different tune when you're going through and tapping your your magic band against the the stand before you go into a ride it does play a different tune so whether these upgraded ones have got that sort of effect as well i don't know
2: if it does it's a nice bonus but I've always been of the type that I always swore I will never buy a magic band. I don't need a character on my magic band. If I get a free magic band, I don't care if my magic band is red, blue, or gray. You know, why am I going to just spend money for a picture of Mickey Mouse on mine? And I was adamant against this until I saw my figment magic band, and I'm like,
0: I got to have (laughs) it. Just throw it in? Yeah. Yeah.
2: I guess all of what I was talking about just went to the trash because I was like, I need that uh, Figment Magic Band, and it's not one of them that's listed and everything. I did buy a special someone, a uh, Elsa Magic Band at one point, and I did see that that's on, and this person has a trip coming with me sometime in the next couple months. It hasn't been... uh, determined yet but so kind of missed the that. That's the, that's on that the whole one.
0: marketing thing at Disney though. You know you're adamant you're not gonna buy something just because obviously you you get one free when you, you book up or you've got one with your annual pass. You don't have to buy another one at $25, $35 but the drag you in, they see they see the sort of well what are folk going to buy? It says what do the folk want to see on their arm and like you as figment we like if they still did the tron ones i'd have one of that in my hand you know 25 dollars not a great sum of money amount of money but again you don't need it but it'd be great to have it your wrist
2: well in my defense one i'm stupid two <laughs> on top of that um I had misplaced a magic band, and I didn't have one at the time. Yeah, I could have just used my annual pass card, but of course, you know, that's too easy. I'm like, I'm in a park, and I'm not wearing a magic band. Oh, my God, what am I going to do? I feel naked. I need to have a band on my wrist. (laughs) So I think the one that I had, like the snaps finally broke or something like that, and that's why I'm like, okay, I can't be without a magic band, so... Looks like I'm going to have to buy one anyway. Well, I might as well buy this one if that's the, it's the case, because they were going to charge me for a regular solid color anyway, a little bit less money, but I would still have had it paid out at that point. So I'm like, you know, at this point, let's just go for it. Yeah. So character magic bands for a nice price. Consider it if you have a trip coming. And... Speaking of trips, if any of you are booking a trip for the holiday season, today it was announced that uh, Disney's Animal Kingdom is going to get in on the holiday celebrations, which they haven't done in years. Uh, through its history, it's always been minimal. They would do a overlay to Mickey's Jamming Jungle Parade, and they would turn it uh, into a Christmas uh, parade with just the same floats, some Christmas music, and Santa Claus hats put on the characters. This is a little bit different, especially since there is no parade at the Animal Kingdom at the moment. Which I kind of feel, guys, the construction's done. Give us a parade back. Give that—that that was a great parade. But I—I I digress. Uh, looks like there's going to be a uh, festive winter celebration being being uh, displayed all over. Discovery Island, with a whole bunch of different winter-style lanterns that uh, kind of feature more of uh, cold-dwelling animals on them and statues of cold-dwelling animals. There's going to be holiday music playing as a um, soundtrack to new winter-themed animal projection maps on the Tree of Life. So the whole Tree of Life awakening will be with a holiday spin. There's going to be a mix of holiday uh, performances inside of Harambe. And what I think is really cool, um, yeah, there is in Dino Land, there's going to be a uh, a dance party where they're going to throw Santa hats on the characters and put some holiday music, you know, yeah. Everything here a, is Yeah, everything, <laughs> everything is everything is dance parties nowadays. You know, so that they don't have to come up with something new. You know, you throw out a couple of characters, get a DJ. Oh, we have a new attraction. Yeah, well, I'm going to ignore that one. But what I'm really excited about is uh, the Asian village of Amandapur is going to be uh, decorated with all light light decorations to uh, celebrate the Hindu. Uh, uh, Holiday of Diwali. So I kind of think that that's taken the whole as- aspect of Epcot's uh, celebration of the holidays, which has mostly a Christmas uh, skew, but for some of the countries where Christmas isn't uh, celebrated by the predominant amount of people, they uh, highlight other holidays that they have. So kind of just taking that whole uh, tradition. And bringing it to the Asian part of the park, and kind of, since they do do the Chinese New Year in China, and they do do the whole Dharma doll uh, New Year story in Japan and Epcot. Here, Amandapur is supposed to be an Indian village, so here they're kind of highlighting the uh, culture of India and. I'm kind of really interested in to see what's going, what they're going to do with this, because here they have a uh, really good, cha- a good opportunity to educate the public as to another culture, and that it comes down to edutainment, which is a uh, cornerstone of Walt Disney World.
0: Well, that's what I did a couple of months ago with putting in the, the sort of Bollywood dancing just outside. Uh, the up, bird show. Uh, they've they've got a, a stage there, and then every couple of hours, you know, the Bollywood stars co- sort of come out and start doing their sort of dancing as well. So it's that, it sort of ramping it up. Yeah, it's okay. sort of ramping it up for the sort of, the Indian market. I don't know how big an Indian market Disney actually has. You know, with visitors from India and stuff like that coming across. But with the Diwali, I think that will actually whether it'll generate any more folk coming into it, but. They will go and visit that if they were not going to visit it before
2: this is true i actually wish i would have known that the uh, bollywood dancers were still um, inside of animal King. did you get a chance to see them
0: we passed by we, we stopped for a couple of minutes just to watch them and it's very high octane you know it's, it's high high pressure stuff and, and obviously the stage that they're in there's no cover in it you know so they'll be absolutely Done in by the end of it, and it is really, really. So this is on the really bird stage. Fast. It's just outside the uh, the oh, performance okay. Uh, okay. just on the the banks of the the this but the, this is a lake where, where rivers of light is. Uh, but no, it was really quite high intense dancing that they were doing, and they'd be, they'd be done in at the end of it, you know, and it was. I don't even know if it was every two hours. I think it may have been every hour. So uh, it was really, really good. And the colors were great as well.
2: I do want to actually check that out. I remember when they announced them, and I just figured they were just a uh, limited time offering. And I think on my last trip, they weren't even on my radar to go check out because I just, you don't hear of them anymore. So... I think that I'm gonna have to uh, keep an eye out on the entertainment schedule to see the next time I'm there if they're actually performing because I think I would like to actually go and check that out.
0: The amount of times we passed between Pandora, uh, Cali River Rapids and Everest, uh, I don't think there was gonna be a doubt that we're gonna see them at one point.
2: (laughs) Nice, did you ever take a chance to uh, stop and watch the uh, Pandora drummers?
0: Yeah, I did that. Uh, just before uh, we went on to the, the River Journey one night, and they're, they're really good. I mean, obviously, the, the drummers are drumming, but obviously the music's there in the background straight away. But it's good because it, it, it gives you a wee bit of interaction as well because they do come out into the crowd. They get the kids, obviously, banging the drums, you know, within the, 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 the sort of setup as well. Uh, there was this guy with a GoPro. He was taking pictures of them or videoing them, and one of the guys actually spotted him and came down and gave him the big shaky stick so that he actually got brought into the sort of Floreo as well, and his pal had to take his GoPro and actually take a the video of him, you know, getting involved and it it was good you know, there's a a few things that Pandora obviously that is uh, sort of draws you in Uh, when we we saw that when you saw the sort of the big uh, animatronic sort of thing you know the guy sitting in Mm again it draws you in for 20 minutes another show
2: that I want to go see that uh, I wanted to stop for but uh, Joe was like why are we going to stop for this
0: (laughs) (laughs) he was just desperate to go on Uh, so love you Joe quite a passage Mm -hmm. Uh, but again obviously they're doing the, the same sort of thing in Pandora as well you know they're sort of bringing a sort of Christmas time fun there uh, uh, it's as if it's the sort of the folk that have migrated to Pandora you know the, the sort of earth people have been moved to there and they brought sort of Christmas stuff along with them You know, so it is quite a diverse sort of situation that they put in for this new celebration at the animal kingdom because uh, you've got Africa you've got India, you've got outer world sort of stuff as well as obviously bringing it back to Christmas you know uh, but I think that'd be really really good there's a few things obviously that it takes you away from thinking about rides all the time and it might actually you know reduce the lines a wee bit you know while folk are actually watching these things but I think the biggest thing is obviously having polar bears and penguins you know (laughs) they're they're doing sort of puppetry you know uh, in Discovery Island but we
2: digress. Tell us about your trip, (laughs) Stephen.
0: Yeah, my trip was pretty awesome to say the least. I mean, obviously a lot of the the American listeners that we've got, they don't get a lot of vacation time. I mean, it's maybe five, seven days they'll get at a time. Uh, We get quite a lot of vacation time in the UK. And it's quite fortunate that we can actually take like two weeks at a time, you know. And the amount of time it actually takes to travel to the U.S., you know, it's a it's a nine-hour flight, you know, from Glasgow to Orlando. Uh, plus, there was a couple of hours delay for ourselves actually, you know, getting onto the flight as well. So the flight was great, you know. It's uh, time we get and we get through immigration in twenty minutes. Which is the fastest I've ever been through immigration. Even coming back in from Glasgow and uh, Glasgow, it takes you longer that way. But 20 minutes, we were through immigration, had our bags, and we're heading towards the Magical Express. And the setup there—I mean, what was that? Because if the flight was later, it might have been the only flight that was actually coming into the MCO. But we were expel- still expecting about an hour's wait especially obviously with the delay. We thought that we were not going to catch the, the Magical Express. I thought it was going to be too late by the time we actually get by and we'd have to get a taxi across to the resort. But uh, the speed that we got through immigration uh, and picked the bags up, it was it was incredible. So on our way to the resort, but we never got to the resort until about half past nine. So pitch black. Uh, so we were staying at the Port of Orleans Riverside, which is really one of my favourite resorts anyway but we'd ask for one of the, the closer lodges to the, the food court. Uh, one it's close to obviously to the food court, but other one is close to the, the, the bus stop as well. But uh, I put a request in about five days previously. i faxed over a request, but uh, we never got the rooms that we were looking for. So we we're actually in room or lodge 35, which was right at the back of the, the resort, which turned out to be really, really good, uh, merely because it was really quiet. There was a pool right outside our lodge. Uh, not, a, It was one of the quiet pools, so it wasn't the, the main pool, it was constantly noisy, uh, but it was there for our, our use and it was also close enough to the, the west side bus stop, which was the first bus stop they actually picks up. So, as the holiday went on, as the bus stop was going through, it goes to west to north to east to south, by the time I actually hit the, the south depot, which is the main one, at the, the uh, reception, a lot of time the bus was full and folk were not getting on. So it was actually a blessing in disguise that we actually got at 35, because we were always guaranteed to get on the bus. Uh, I've seen that happen, good. especially at yeah. that
2: last bus stop. I remember one time I was going to a race and they decided to pick everybody up at the bus stops. And by the time they got to that last bus stop, there was nobody yeah. that was able to get on the bus. And like five or six buses for Run Disney stopped past them, and the people at that bus stop got so annoyed that they actually ran in front of our bus and they blocked our bus and were demanding <laughs> that they would that they send a dedicated bus Aye. to them. And they didn't get out of the way until that bus came. And
0: I've heard I've heard the occasion where they've actually stopped buses, you know, that are not are going to another park. And I've actually asked the driver, you know, to call in to have another bus there because maybe it's take longer, yeah. Or the previous one had been full. Uh, I mean, obviously the amount of ECVs that are kicking about as well, it does take up a lot of room. And I, I can understand, obviously, you know, the buses are there for everyone. You know, it's not just the able-bodied people. You know, obviously, the people with walking difficulties or disabilities, you know, have to have that facility as well but the amount of room that these actually take up, and a lot of times the entourage that comes along with the ECVs, so you maybe get one person on an ECV taking up the, the, the three seats there, which not a problem, you know, not got a problem with that, but the entourage they'll have is maybe another six people, you know, who all got on the bus first, but they might have just come in like a couple of minutes before the bus was due to be there, but everybody else is waiting in line to get on the bus, and it pushes folk back that they'll get on but other folk that are waiting on the bus in line won't get on so I mean it's a bit of a bugbear but uh, I just think everybody should should wait in line just as, as the same as everybody else you know regardless if uh, there's specialised areas for the ECVs before they've got on the bus yeah. uh, so room was great uh, two huge beds uh, it was one of the refurbished uh, lodges so we're we're really glad about that Uh, two sinks, you know, huge bath couldn't ask for anything more, so jumped straight into bed that night (laughs) absolutely knackered, obviously with a five hour distance anyway, if you never never getting a half past nine, it was like half past one hour time it had been on the road from, so uh, straight into bed but following morning, and when I go on holiday, and I know I've said this in the, the show before, I'm an adrenaline junkie. I'll get up six o'clock in the morning, uh, go for a shower, you know, go for a shave and then head out to the uh, the food court and get breakfast and bring that back. Uh, the other good thing is, because it was a moderate uh, resort as well, we a coffee maker, so with the, the, the wee sashes of uh, milk that you get and obviously the joffrey's coffee was a 90th anniversary blend that we had in our room it was fantastic you know so we didn't have to go that's a great to one to wake you time. up
2: because it's so it strong is, yeah
0: yeah I mean, it was really good and it, it was a wee pods that we had so with the, the coffee maker you just stuck the pods in put your water in and forgot about it so uh a lot of times i was having a, a couple of cups of coffee before we were actually leaving to get out, but no, it's it's it really it gives you a good kick in the morning. The Joffrey stuff's fantastic as we know. Uh but we did a lot of the decaf stuff as well as the, the 90s anniversary blend. Uh so we set sort our of near enough them dry every day. Uh but first morning was the extra magic hours and we we'd booked an ADR uh to be our Guest. Which we'd been to previously. The previous trip we'd been there. We'd been there three times, and we loved it every every time we went. You know, it was a great experience. We did all three uh, different halls, and uh, the, the dining room. But this time, it's definitely lacking something. This is something that you know that you get your rose. and rather than we pre-ordered as well, so that, that the pre-order never picked up. Uh, we ordered again through the, the, the TV screens to order your food again and you get through and rather the, the, the rows picking up exactly where you're sitting folk were actually coming round and reading your uh, receipt to see exactly what you had to go away and get it and then bring it back whereas previously the rows showed them where you were, showed them what you'd ordered and they brought it straight to your table the food wasn't great this time you know it, it was it's okay i mean it, we, because we're in the dining plan it was 25 a head for a, a normal uh booking there but on the dining plan it was just one credit each probably worth one one credit but we did have another adr later on that that following week and we cancelled it because we really were not impressed at that time you know it, what the food was actually tasting like and experience because it seems as if the, the staff have sort of not not given up but they're sort of wondering about as if they, they're not getting the same sort of lust as they had like 18 months before. And I know obviously, you know, the longer things go, folk will obviously lose a bit more interest but that could be your first time going to something like that. You know, and if you go there and have that experience, the chances are you wouldn't get back again. So I mean, have you been to be our guest for, for breakfast?
2: Um, no, I've only done lunch and dinner.
0: Right. Uh I mean, obviously with the dinner you get the beast as well, which is an added sort of bonus. But uh, we ended up cancelling the second second one. Uh, again, we'd the, we'd went everywhere. Went to. Magic Kingdom first day did everything. stayed for the, the, the did we stay for the fireworks? I don't think we stayed for the fireworks that first night uh, but the Animal Kingdom the following day was an absolute washout uh, we ended up hiding underneath one of the, the big pod at uh, Pandora hiding underneath that underneath uh, an umbrella and I'm very much one for not using a, a poncho uh, when I go on holiday but this is on this occasion I didn't use a poncho because it was absolutely chucking it down so I couldn't believe how wet it was uh, so ended up coming home for that we had a, a, an ADR for pizza Safari uh, we ended up cancelling that Uh but we, it, it, it cleared up later on we'd be back to see Rivers of Light that night which I thought was an okay show uh, we'd seen the it the previous time? it wasn't our first time the previous year that we'd seen it uh, it was really cold that night it was a really cold spell but of course because you're out first thing in the morning and you don't get back to your hotel we're really cold waiting on the, the show starting uh, so we're maybe about an hour waiting for that to start we'd walked around the park to find some Joffreys uh, which was a way round the other side of Everest that we ended up picking up a, a coffee just to sort of heat us up but we weren't really interested in the show at that point because it was that cold. You know, we were that interested in just keeping warm. But this time, uh, it, was a, it was a good show. This was a wee bit of wind, so obviously the wind sort of takes away the... It just takes... doesn't it take much to actually take away the, the spray to actually maybe just throw it off a wee bit with the, the light show. Uh, but it was okay. And I'd said that to Jeff when we met up that I wouldn't... I don't know if I'd do it again. You know, it's a one-off sort of thing. You know, if you've seen it once... There's no calling to go back and see it again like Fantasmic or Illuminations exactly, you know, or Happily Ever After. There's no need to go back and see that again.
2: Well, now they're going to be changing it up a bit, so adding The Lion King in. So Aye. I think I might sometime this summer give it another chance.
0: I think it's one of these things. You know, they will add things in so that it will be it's like a dance party. so it's a new attraction. It's not a new intrac- attraction. It's just an enhancement to an original attraction. But you would want to see obviously if it made any difference to you know what you were actually seeing slinky dog you know did that hollywood studios fantastic ride uh did that uh one it's on a, a fast pass which we managed to get all our fast passes in no problem uh for everything right away throughout the holiday so we did a fast pass for slinky dog and looked on uh, my Disney experience and got another slinky dog within 20 minutes so we're on it twice in half an hour uh, which the queue at that point was 100 minutes and you think to yourself it's just why are the folk in the queue not constantly on my Disney experience, experience trying to pick up an ADR not an ADR, a fast pass for it it's just because they'd been waiting like well over uh, near, near on two hours you know, to go on this ride that's maybe what not even a two minute ride, Dave. No, yeah. you know, and, and it was a blistering heat. And you know what kind of uh, sun coverage that the uh, Toy Story Lands got? Uh, but you know, that, that's down to them. I think we were maybe just lucky that day. Uh, did all the big hitters, you know, Everest and you know, Tower of Terror, uh, I, as we know. Went to Beaches and Cream, wasn't imp- impressed with that either. Menu's not that great there. Uh, I think it, it is more an ice cream parlor more than an actual restaurant. Really? You know, so I, uh, you know, it's not really got a big variety of of food that they actually serve there. Th-
2: this 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 is true. I will give you that. I just, I think with them, if you're going to Beaches and Cream for dinner, I, uh, you're pretty much. It's pretty much known that they're gonna you're gonna have a burger, pretty much. Yeah. With that, but yeah. I've always—you're the first person that I've ever said that wasn't impressed with their meal, their menu in terms of the limit, to, but the actual. Uh, so many people that I know really love their burgers, so that's actually interesting.
0: Yeah. Uh, but as as a as burgers, you know, it, there's no diversity there. Okay, you, know, you either have ice cream, okay, or you have I'll a burger. Give that to you. you know, yeah. So, uh, but it was—I mean, it's still good. It's still a nice place to eat, you know, it's, and. The, the servant we had was tripping over himself. It, it was really, really nice, really couldn't, couldn't help better. Gillian wasn't well that day, so he was sort of coming over and making sure she was OK. Uh, but that was my sort of take on that. Uh, as I said, constantly up and about. It was my birthday on the, the, the Thursday, so we went to Epcot that day and just spent the whole day there, uh, which is really what I wanted to do. Uh, and it was great, because I don't know how many times we walked through it, through it over the lagoon, you know, right the way round. Uh, we went meant to have an ADR with uh, San Miguel, and but we thought to ourselves, with that many credits left, dining credits left, that we said, oh, we'll just go to the, the quick service across the road, rather than spending like $100 and eating inside, because it was such a nice day as well, we, we just went to quick service, and it was just as good a food there as well what I'm really uh,
2: interested in knowing about is uh what did you think of the luau that's
0: what I was going to say we went the spirit of aloha as well uh which was for jillian's birthday I a surprise and obviously we put it in the, in the sort of list of what we were doing so it was sort of there for her to see but I thought it was it, it was good uh it took about two hours to get in seated fed and the shogun on uh Food was great, you know. It's it's one of these. It's not just they put the platter down, but anything you want, something else, they'll come over and give you it again, you know. Uh, so uh, the chicken was really, really nice, and uh, the puddings were were nice for the desserts, and you were getting free beer as well. And the guy on stage, obviously, you know, he's juggling about with fire and uh, all the hula dancers, and I thought it was a good experience. I don't know if I'd do it again. Uh, but that's the first time we'd actually been at the, the Polynesian as well, so uh, it I, I gave us a wee bit of an insight to what that resort actually looked like as well, and I know Pat trips over himself because that's his home resort as well. It, it really had a nice place to go. Uh, but the luau was really good, It was we were given the lays and we had our picture taken in front of the TK, and uh, it was a good experience, uh, but I, whether I would do it again, I don't know. Uh, So that leads us on to the, 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 that was a Friday, and then we headed from the Polynesian over to Hollywood Studios where we met you a lot of reprobates (laughs) (laughs) Uh, just before getting into Fantasmic, Uh, which was good, obviously, to to sit and watch Fantasmic with yourself and Joe. Uh, Obviously, uh, Tim and, and Jeff were a wee bit later, so they were stuck up the back a wee bit. And then we did the after hours party, and obviously, we, we spoke, you spoke about the after hours party last week. And I know, obviously, we get after we came out of Fantastic, I think we were that desperate to go and see Star Wars, uh, uh, the fireworks that we get split up. Uh, so we'd said, obviously, get over to Toy Story Land, and then you came back and said that your friend had said that Toy Story Land was manic. So, but by that point, we were nearly there. So, we did a couple of things, Toy Story Land, but the, th- the fact that. There's less than 3,000 folk in the park. is fantastic because you're you never going to get that experience, you know, during the day. You know, the, the crowds are just overwhelming. Uh, so to walk about in the dark, you know, sprite in hand and, and Mickey Bar on the other hand, uh, and it, you could be the only one in that street. You know, I know I know you said about Hollywood Boulevard. You know, walking or Sunset Boulevard, walking down towards the tower. You're the only ones on that street at that time. You know, and the pictures we've got are, are great with it. the tower. Uh, we'll maybe post a couple of ones out when when this show comes out as well, just to show how empty it was, and the fact that we were in front of Galaxy's Edge. You know, the opening to that, and there was nobody there. You know, there was five of us uh, in front of the the picture, and nobody else in the street. Uh, it's a bit surreal. To say the least but It was a great experience I, I, I would do, do that one again We also did the the one for the Magic Kingdom The following week uh, Which was the day before we left uh, And again, less than 3,000 folk were there So we, we knocked in a, a lot of our rides uh, We'd done the Astro Orbiter Because Gillian said that she'd never been on that And obviously she wanted to see how high it was actually going But the views you get for the Astro Orbiter are are great across the park, you know, especially lit up at night. Whether I would do it, you know, wait 40, 45 minutes during the day to go on something as simple as that, I don't know. Uh, but we did that. We did Buzz didn't do Space Mountain, didn't do uh, Mine Train because it just cues But we did everything else, uh, and it was again it was a wee bit busier that night as the rather than the one that we did with the uh, Hollywood Studios, but. For the amount of money you're paying for that, if you're only going for a day at the Magic Kingdom or any of the other parts, I would suggest getting one of these after our parties because you can do so much more. Uh and especially if the rides are the thing that you want to do, you can just fit so much more in. And I know obviously you have three park passes during the day, but we did about seven or eight rides that night, you know, and the big hitters like the ones that we did, like Tower. I know, obviously, you guys did it little bit four times. You know, you can pick whatever ride you want and just keep on going and keep on going. And there's, sometimes there's that little folk on the ride. I know a couple of folk that we did with Splash Mountain just asked if they could just stay on. And it just went round and round. Thund, Big Thunder as well, that did that. And it just kept on going round and round because you could pick any seat you wanted to do. But uh, I would just definitely suggest... Uh, doing stuff like that what i've been telling
2: people is when doing your budget for the trip if there's a uh, after hours party consider getting less of a regular ticket and budget in the trip budget in the party the after hours party as and consider that one of your tickets and then either use that day sleep in and then have a nice resort day before going is what i've been telling people and I have I have friends taking a family, and they're gonna. They decided to do that instead of going for the lo- for the longer ticket, and it kind of worked out to their advantage.
0: Yeah, no, definitely. Uh, I think obviously with the UK visitors, we will get a, a seven day ticket, a fourteen day ticket for the price of a seven day ticket.
2: Okay. So
0: that's sort of thrown in with it as well. Uh, obviously, we met up at Epcot on a Saturday night, which was great as well. I mean, obviously it's a a bit of a bummer that the, the the fireworks were a wee bit late, and obviously with the the storms coming in and stuff like that. But it was pretty surreal watching illuminations with uh, okay. added lightning at the back of it. Well, like I said, <laughs> you know, they had to they had to power appears. up the dome. Yeah, yeah. Aye. So, so it would deflect all, all the rain. And, that, and I'm surprised that we never get soaked that night because the the air was absolutely hanging. The thunder and lightning was out, was rolling in. And I'm just surprised that we never actually get soaked off, or sixes, or seven of us, uh, with Dan as well. Uh, went to Universal. We were so disappointed with Universal. Really? Uh, we were disappointed with Universal this time. I think maybe because of the, the weather. Uh, we got there. We got, uh, the, the other thing I was going to say is Lyft. Lift is fantastic. You know, we use Lyft about maybe five or six times this holiday. Uh, and we got a promotion code of getting 25% off any of our, our first 10 uh, Lyft rides. And it was fantastic. I mean, it, uh, we used Uber last last time, but I think the, the Lyft service is a, a hell of a lot better, hell of a lot cheaper as well. I mean, we were about 12 $13 to go from Port Orleans to, to Universal, which was absolutely yeah, nothing. I don't understand you know, why
2: you... Uber and Lyft now have such the different price ranges. Um, um... It used to so be. It, be I would it look, still
0: gives you the, it uh, still gives you the price range. Obviously, yeah. what one you want to go for. But I mean, but what's the difference? I mean, it, it used to be there was only two of yeah. us anyway going across the universal, so it didn't make much of a difference to us. So we just picked the cheapest one. It used yet yeah, exactly.
2: It used to be there was like maybe a couple dollar difference with it, and I would just see like what they what Lyft was offering, what was Uber offering, and I would use it then. But now I've noticed yeah. there's a substantial increase for Lyft. Than there is, I'm sorry, for Uber than there is for Lyft.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I mean, a lot of the rides, uh, the they did have they had Lyft and Uber signs on their car anyway. So I don't think it made a difference what one you actually picked. It was probably going to be the same ride you got anyway, you know, because it's going to be whoever's closest to mm-hmm. to your pickup point. Uh, mm-hmm. But when we went at Universal. We were disappointed. I think again, I think it's because of the weather. We got a Hard Rock. We stayed there for the night. Checked in and wandered over, did uh, Gringotts uh, first off, and then we got the train across to uh, Islands of Adventure. And by that point, I was, we'd done Forbidden Journey, we came out and it started raining, and it, it had rained for maybe the next three hours. So a lot of the things were off anyway, so uh, decided we'll go back to the, what well, did Dudley do right, got wet there, went on Spider-Man, uh, Finally, we went on Hulk because the, the rain had sort of subsided a wee bit, and I went back to the hotel just to get changed, and then we headed back into uh, City Walk. And we went to Baba Gumps. We went there the last time, and it's a great, res- a really really nice restaurant, and a really relaxed restaurant as well. Uh, so we were quite lucky because we just got in before the, the sort of dinner throng went in, so we managed to get a table no no problem. Uh, and then went back to the uh, Universal Studios for the. Uh, cinematic spectacular which I didn't really think was that much of a spectacular Really, you know c- compared to the other ones uh, I, I like the again it's a, bit, like, it's a bit like phantasmic shows. isn't it I mean, it's a bit of a phantasmic and a bit like Rivers of Light you know just with the uh the spray and the, the pictures on it, the good thing about it was, was the, fountains, the fountains, I liked the fountains you know it's uh synchronized fountains yeah. in the the lake, and that was good. I liken it to
2: uh, World of Colour in California Adventure, which I know yeah, you I've haven't seen, seen.
0: I've seen pictures, yeah. I've seen videos of that, so I, it's very much like that. So uh, so the following day, again, straight into Universal Studios, did Rip Ride Rocket, did a couple of other things, but most of the things in there are uh, inside as well, which obviously later on it started raining. Uh, and we ended up going to Gringotts again and we, we sort of stood under cover and the amount of rain that was falling down was unbelievable. I mean, it was just torrents of rain and obviously we've got the guttering coming in into the the actual the, the area. uh, it, uh Snow Hogsmeade, what's the other one? Uh, Diagon Alley. And the amount of water it was flowing by is unbelievable. So we're underneath a, an umbrella eating ice cream watching there's rain outside, which we're used to rain over here anyway, you know it rains like 300, 365 days in a year in Scotland, but when we were coming home, we got a lift home for the hard rock later on and we'd seen a couple of power cables that fa- our poles that had fallen down and it was a joke to ourselves I wonder if that was because of the rain earlier on and we never really thought anything of it but there was a couple of trees down as well that had blown and it's only when we get back and actually saw the news that night that It'd been a major storm, you know, and the amount of wind that was actually kicking about uh, had actually taken down these electricity poles and a couple of trees and uh, things had been thrown upside down. And even when we get back to the re- resort, all the the foliage were all over the 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 pavements when we're coming back in uh, t- from the bus. So uh, I think we missed a, a a trick there. I think we were quite covered underneath. Uh, at, Diagon Alley not to actually see as much of the, the storm as we did so I think we want to watch in that one but all in all another tri- uh,
2: another tip for uh Diagon Alley if it's really really hot out go into Diagon Alley and just hang out in Nocturne Alley it's dark yeah. oh, it's aye. cool you will be able it's air conditioned it's it's probably the best place to uh, cool down
0: Aye, and just keep out the rain because uh, it's as dark as anything. I remember the first time we were in there, they thought health and safety would have a, an absolute field day in there, how dark it was, you know, and the amount of photos we were sort of bumping into each other and stuff. Uh, but that was it. And then obviously the, fo- the following day up, we had so many credits left, you know, between the our meal credits, I think we had 18 meal credits and 18 snack credits left. So by the time we actually got around, because uh, you can transfer your, your meal credits into three snack credits, we, we came back with about seven kilograms worth of chocolate and crispy bars and uh, things like that. So trying to fit them in a case was unbelievable. Yeah. <laughs> but uh there's about 64 different items we picked up. And when we went to the counter at the uh, Fultons at Port, Port Orleans, would say to the guys, he "says right, hey, this is what we want to do. This is what we want to trade this to, for the the meal credits and this for the, the snack credits." And he says, "look, you're not the only one." And it was a, it was like two baskets of stuff that we had. It was just unbelievable the amount of stuff that we actually had to to trade in, and it worked out about three hundred dollars worth of stuff that we actually had to bring. had could bring home with us because wow. we hadn't used the meal credits. Uh, so everybody got a present when we get back. You know whether it was a crispy bar or a bar of Hershey's or. I'm actually looking just now, uh, and it's one of these wafer corn caribou chocolate slabs. Uh, so, everybody got a present. Uh, but the holiday was fantastic. The only disappointment was it, was the, the Magical, Express, Magical Express coming back. You know, it's been, it's been, they hang that thing on your door saying you've got to be there for like 20 past two the following day, and your heart just goes, oh. Yeah. Uh, but, and again, that, that was a day I wasn't feeling very well either. Uh, but out, out the whole holiday, I think Gillian wasn't well one day and I wasn't well one day. But for going abroad, you know, and actually the amount of food, the amount of walking, the amount of sun that we all had, uh, and obviously some of the drink that we had as well, I think that wasn't too bad for just each of us having one day down. Uh, but I mean, some days we were walking twenty, thirty thousand 30,000 steps You know, we're taking our our sort of Fitbit uh, watches with us, and it was coming to like 12 o'clock during the day, and you maybe done about 13, 14,000 steps at that point. You know, so the amount of walking you actually do in the parks is unbelievable. It's only when you actually you monitor it that uh, you realise, you know, you have to be semi-fit to get to go on a holiday like that, especially if you are hitting the parks near on every day. But it was great meeting up with the, the the other four of you it was fantastic. Uh it's, it's great to, to actually meet up with obviously with Tim and Joe. Uh and met up with yourself and Jeff the last time as well. Uh but it's great and as you said in the last podcast, it just it feels as if we are we know each other. You know, we've no we're knowing each other's pockets all the time. We talk on here all the time, obviously we text each other all the time. But until you actually meet each other you don't know what it's like and with tim and his exploits on the the saturday night with his his flights and stuff like that uh that was quite funny as well especially when we went back into the rose and crown and he said he was away for a beer just before illuminations come on because it had been delayed because of the fireworks and we all walked in and here's tim you know holding crowds you know singing (laughs) in the rose and crown Pure randoms yeah. that he just met, you know, just sing it away, and <laughs> it one of the funniest things that I've actually seen in the whole holiday.
1: <laughs>
0: yes. He could talk. To, he could walk in and talk to anyone. Ah, uh, uh, it was a, a great time. I could, great, I could great add great to, to that story, but if I, mean, I
2: tell, if I give other details, the next time he sees him, he might snap me in too. So I'm gonna keep that uh, <laughs> to myself. <laughs>
0: I think that'd be quite easy for for Tim to snap anybody into. Exactly. Uh, But it was it was great. I mean, it really was. And coming home, I mean, you're taught rather than the nine hours going. obviously with the the airstream is coming the right way this time, so it's seven hours twenty one on the way back. So we managed to pick up a hell of a lot of time on the way back to Glasgow. Uh, But back in Glasgow on Saturday, and back at work on the Monday. You know, just back to normality. Uh, and it's just still a, a vague memory now. Mm. Uh, but no, it was a, a fantastic two weeks. You know, great weather. Only a couple of days of, of rain. But, I mean, when you're used to maybe going in, in July and stuff like that, when it's raining, you know, for an hour between three and four anyway, you know, only having a couple of days of rain was actually, it, it was quite fortunate. You know, so it didn't spoil any holiday at all.
2: Glad to hear Alright Stephen, so let's uh, let our listeners know where they can find you on the social medias
0: Yeah, you can get me on the Twitter machine SJM Disney uh, although I did have to explain to somebody when I was giving my email address that J is for James rather than G for well, George <laughs> so it's SJM Disney uh, and you can get me at, on Facebook under Stephen Maxwell
2: and you can find me on Instagram at Figments Reality Twitter sometimes too Uh, Facebook on the Dave Koch and you can find the Mickey Dudes on our uh, Facebook page where we uh, basically just regurgitate all of the information that we get from Disney Uh, we are on uh, Twitter quite active there at the Mickey Dudes and we are very active on Instagram at the Mickey Dudes Podcast and With that, ladies and gentlemen, I want to thank you for spending your week with us, uh, letting us go back to our happy place. We hope your week you find some happiness in. And with that, have a magical day.